Hello, I'm Denise Roberts, and I have spent 25 years of my career in rooms full of people, helping them create lives where their thoughts, words, and deeds work for them instead of getting in the way. But I didn't start off that way. I started my career hiding on a staircase in tears, petrified. But I'll get into that later. What I learned from the experience is my thoughts, which had me frozen and hiding, were feeding me words that were debilitating. And the words I was saying to myself had me running away from success. On this podcast, we are going to look at how your thoughts become your words, which become your deeds. What do you tell yourself about the world? How do those thoughts affect what you say and do in your life? And how do they affect your relationships and connections with other people at home and in your work life? That's what we'll be unpacking here, how your thoughts can change everything in your life. So, Randy, when we last left <laughs> this topic, I was having coffee and uh, <laughs> trying to wake up. We were talking about, um, uh, as you just said, mindset is, is everything. It's how we think. And it's, again, this program is thoughts, words, and deeds. And the thought leads to the self-talk. And the self-talk is what will take us in the right direction or the wrong direction or move us towards what we want or away from what we want. And and that's the deed part. Right. So the talk is probably the most pivotal part of all of this. Well, yeah, it's if you, if you want to build a straight wall, you got to start with a straight brick. So you got to get your thoughts straight first. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and there's even some school of thought that says it's the words feed the thought. Yeah. Because thoughts yeah. are in words, but That's it doesn't true. matter. But they Chicken or the egg. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. <coughs> they, they are intermingled to me. So, um, but... When we talked about the results model, and I'll just recap that, it starts off, everybody wants to improve their results. Sure. Make more money, have better relationships, have a better body, fill in the blank, whatever that is, all results. And the next step to, if we want to improve our results, we have to change our behaviors, right? right? We talked about that, our behaviors, our actions. I got to eat better. I got to make more calls. I've got to... Uh, connect with the right people, I need to manage my anger, whatever those fill-in-the-blanks are. I think, pardon me for interrupting, but yeah, I'm, go for I'm, it. I'm hearing you um, say, I have to. Yeah, and that's I even to. a self-talk, yeah. I want to yeah. works a lot better. Yeah, well, again, watch how self-talk works, Exactly, right? yeah. Be picky about how you talk to yourself. Right, and so uh, the behavior is usually a have to. Yeah. Right. right. So what feeds a behavior is something, there's a gap. Something's not where I want it to be. Something's missing in your life. Yeah. Yes. So I have to do something versus I choose to or right. I want to. Yeah. Right. And then um, we talked about what feeds that, though, is our thoughts, our mindset. Right. right. And if our mindset is, I have to do this, I must, I should, why don't I? Right? All those things. <laughs> That's a great question. Why don't I? Well, and here's another thing. If we stay with why don't I, it keeps reinforcing the bad behavior. Exactly. Because right. if we if we keep... Because we answer the question. You know, <laughs> and why let me don't give I, you I know because I'm stupid and I'm lazy. Right. You know? Let me give you the evidence. Right, right. <laughs> here's the pictures of me overweight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have more of those than any others. Right, right. And so we, we just keep... Um, and so what we think about, we bring about. You know, some yeah. of this sounds like yeah, cliches, yeah. but there's there's a true. lot of truth to it. Yeah. 
right? I, I was at a workshop recently. You'll love this. And have has anyone ever said to you, oh, Randy, you said something that changed my life, you know, on this day or whatever. Yeah. Remember how they'll say that? And you'll go, you can't even remember what, no, what it was, uh, right? Now, why is it that it resonated with them and not with you? That's a good question. Why did it resonate with them and not with me? I offered this this gigantic nugget of wisdom to this person, and I sent it out there like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. For them, it had high impact. For me, I don't even remember. Interesting. That's a very... I won't, do you have an answer to the question? I do. All right, I give do. me the answer, and then I'll tell you my story. And I didn't have the answer until I was at this workshop, so I'll dime myself out on that one. But the answer to that is because... You said it, and it it went out, right? Right. They res- It resonated with them, and they've played it over and over and over again in their head, good or bad. Yeah. Right? Wow, that leads me to so many good, so many good examples. Yeah, um, such as? Well, the first thing I was thinking of was I just recently celebrated my 60th birthday. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Happy and birthday. Thank you. And I, my wife and my daughter got together and um, uh, threw a little surprise party for me and brought back friends of mine from my old radio days. I mean, it, it was like a reunion. And I... Th- I found out, I, I got some of that back. Apparently over the years, I've really given out a lot of nuggets. Mm-hmm. And I've had a big impact on people's lives. And sometimes you don't see it that way. You know, it just happens. Remember Mr. Holland's Opus? Mm-mm. Oh, you never saw that movie with Richard Dreyfuss? No. Oh, it's a, it's a terrific film. Um, he's, a, he's a musician, composer, going nowhere and eventually becomes a school teacher and this it follows him through his life into the 1980s and um he comes to his retirement and um he feels inside like his life may have been kind of misspent because he never got to finish his symphony he never got to carnegie hall right but uh and they were closing down this music program where he had been for 30 oh, years wow. and they, his wife and his son got together and brought back students from his past to be in the orchestra, including the, the governor of the state who happened to be a, a clarinet player who he had a huge impact on. He forgot about all these people and all the good things that he had done. And of course, in the end, it's this really big, beautiful, cheesy American symphony that he gets to direct. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lovely film and it's a good example of yeah. that. Um, I felt that same way at my birthday when they brought all these people back from my past and each one of them had a story about me. And over there on the table, you can see it. You can't see it on the podcast, but there's a little book over there on the table. It's filled with quotes from all of those people. Wow. And it talks about the impact I had on their lives and it changed my life. It made me feel so much better about myself. Um, Anyway, that was one so, example. So what do you do on a bad day when you have a bad day? 
<laughs> go look at that, right? Yeah, I mean, I just got it, so I've been through it. I've been through it a few times. What was the other example I was going to offer you? I went. I got two stories, and so now I lost the second one. I told them, "See, I'm old. I, you know, I get to this place and I, I forget what I it's was right. talking about." It'll come but back. Sit, uh, set me up again. All right. Well, we were talking about your your results mm-hmm. are fed by your behavior, right? And your behavior is fed by your mindset. So right. how you think. And then I, I asked you, I said, have you ever had someone say to you, have you, um, you impacted my life? And do you remember when you said such and such to me? And we don't remember it. Oh, right, right, yeah. And the reason they remember it is because they've relived it over and over again. That was the one. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, there's a thing in my business. I'm going to take over the whole thing here. Um, there's a thing <laughs> in my business that we refer to as demo love. Demo love. Okay. And I may have actually coined the phrase many years ago because um, when I first started out in this business, we were making jingles, cute little, you know, cheesy little jingles for all kinds of different things, car dealers. And one of the first ones we ever did um, was for a little uh, construction company here in town. And it was awful. <laughs> it was just our, like our first attempt. And it wasn't to time. And it was it was just not a very good piece of music. But I had taken it and pitched it to this guy. And he liked it, but he didn't want to buy it. Oh. And so time passes. 20 years or so pass. And I get a call from a detective who says, You're a hard man to find, Mr. Stevenson. Well, really, why? Well, so-and-so is looking for you. He wants to buy something from you. What could, I don't know this person. It did not click until I took the meeting, which was, eh, I wasn't sure I wanted to take it, but I did take the meeting and he pulled out the cassette that I had brought him 20 years earlier and put it in the machine, played it and said, I want that now. And I said, Talk oh about a long God, sales cycle. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> awful. That's a terrible, I can't sell you that. We, you know, I'll redo it for you. But he wasn't having it because he had listened to that thing over and over for 20 years, fell in love with it, thought it was the greatest thing since sunshine, and he wanted it. And I couldn't give it to him. The singer that sang it was dead. I mean, I could not give him this thing. But, oh, he was insistent. He was pulling cash out of his safe. It was crazy. Anyway, that's demo love. And I think that's that relates kind of to what you're talking about, how we replay things over and over again in our head. And they become our truth. Yes. Yes. And a truth often, what we believe is a truth, is just an opinion. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it might not be the truth at all. Right. And and there's, uh, uh, the, as I st- was starting to go with, all right, so mindset. And underneath your mindset, there's even another layer to this. It's your self-concept. Your self-concept is made up of three things. It's your self-ideal, how you imagine yourself to be charismatic, thin, whatever, buff, <laughs> you know, fill in the blank. Superman. It's your, yeah, yeah so, do, 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 right? <laughs> it's your self-ideal, your self-image, how you really see yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then your self-esteem, how you feel about yourself, right? So okay. those three pieces are made up of your self-concept. Now, here's the, there's good news and bad news to this. We talked about once before about the picture you have of yourself, your yeah. creative subconscious. Your results will never, ever sustain and exceed your self-concept. So if your self-concept is, I can't lose weight. I've been trying for years. I can't make that, that I, I can't make the, the particular um, teacher you just talked about. 
Yeah. I, I didn't write a symphony. I didn't make it to Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Right? I can't. It becomes self-fulfilling prophecy, which we've heard. But it's because of those three pieces. Now, that's the bad news, is that your results will Thank never exceed that. Thank goodness I got that. the bad news first. <laughs> yes. And, and all of us have had experiences where we did exceed that picture of ourselves, but then we got ourselves back because yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't in... Because the brain wants, the mind wants congruency. It wants, my picture has to match what my outcome is. Right. Right? Right. So the way to change that is to grow your self-concept. Right? Okay, gotcha. And so, and we were talking about before, a lot of that is on the way we talk to ourselves. So there's a pessimism and there's a optimism side. Right? Right. And a man wrote, uh, his name is Marty Seligman, wrote this book called Learned Optimism. And he was a psychologist, and he was working with uh, really severely depressed patients, right? And so he just started to see that there were three things that kept happening. Um, and, it was, and it went either way. How they looked at something was, uh, it was permanent, pervasive, right? That's how they, they perceived this. So when something, uh, and we would teach this in our trainings uh, with little voice mastery, because that's that internal dialogue. Yeah, right. We called that your little voice. You know, you've got one, right? <laughs> oh, I've got several. Yeah, me too. i got a party <laughs> going on up here half the time, and they're fighting with each other half the time. But nonetheless, um, so the, he would talk about an optimist. When something went well, they personalized it. Right. Right? I'm, I'm good. Look at that. I did something really great. Yeah, I'm actually not so bad. Oh, I'm a rock star. No, yeah. they, they'd go even <laughs> further, right? So they'd personalize it, and then they would uh, look at, you know, today was great. Then they would take it another step further. This is going to be a wonderful day. Everything went well today. It's even going to be better, right? And then they would globalize it. And it would be like, the world is wonderful because of me and what I did today, right? Now, it sounds really, oh, my God, that person's so egotistical. But that was the difference. It was how they looked at something. Yeah. A pessimist looked at a car accident, right? And uh, an optimist would say, okay, I'll take my part of the responsibility, right? But it's not all my fault. Right. Right? Pessimist, all my fault, Right. Right. And that my whole day is ruined. And and this is just like my life. Everything sucks. Ugh. Right? So that's where a pessimist would go. So he literally started to work with people on their self-talk and to help them start to see. Remember, it's the awareness first. Right. I have to uh, be aware of what I'm doing and what I'm saying. And then from there, I can now understand the impact that that has. Right. Right. And then the last part of that is then I have to practice it because I can understand it and I can be aware. But that's where my frustration used to come in all the time is, why can't I master this? I got it. I understand this because I hadn't practiced it over right. and over and right. over again. And that's, these are the, 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 the nuances of getting whatever we want because of our thoughts, our words, and our actions. They all tie in together. Thoughts, words, and deeds. Just all connect those is. dots back. But so on that, I think this is a good place to end. What do you think? That's fine with me. It's lunchtime. Else? It's lunchtime. <laughs> it is. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Denise, for having me again. Oh, my pleasure, Andy. You're you're a delight. Yeah. 
Yes, I am. <laughs> there you go. That was it. That's that. Now, let's take it even further. And, and my day is going to be great. And the world is better because I'm in it, right? That's right. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to Thoughts, Words, and Deeds, where we'll share how to have your thoughts, words, and deeds work for you instead of against you.